You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to 2023 and this week's episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with my friend and co-host, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you? I am great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. This is awesome. This is New Year, New You, right? <laughs> As always. As always. Well, I am excited because we had really good feedback right at the end of the holidays, or I guess right when our holidays started. We had a special guest, Miss Kat Bearfield, joining us, who is our registered dietitian. She also speaks on behalf um, of NASM's nutritional content and is the VP of Nutrition Services at DotFit. And so I want to bring Kat on so maybe she can get me, you know, started on the on the right foot walking into 2023. So Kat, oh, yeah. welcome. Happy New Year. You know what this year means? This year means I will be an empty nester. What do you what? think about that? Well, <laughs> oh my gosh. About that. Uh. It's so good to see you guys. I mean, let's talk would you say new year, new you? Because this is what everybody tries to do, right? Every year is new year, new you. Every, <laughs> yes. Every year. Every And that's why we're bringing you on because you know what? Yeah. I say that every year and then by you know the end of January, I've totally messed everything up and here we are. <laughs> I so highly love that. Help me, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's talk. What are we talking about? Are we talking uh, about nutrition yeah. habits? What do people do want to do at the, at the new year? Lose well, weight, get in yeah. shape, exercise yeah. better more eat better you know all the all the above and for this episode what we want to really talk about is okay how are we going to manipulate or not say manipulate how are we going to change our environment so that it's conducive for you know what is typical here around us especially with what we see people wanting to change their bodies they want to put on muscle they want to lose fat they want to feel better they want to be more mindful they want to do all the things that help themselves, you know, to help themselves become better physically. So right. one of the things that we're talking about right now is, okay, let's start with the fridge. You know, how how are we going to make our environment conducive for trying to build that, that, that I would say, better body or that body that we're feeling more comfortable living in day mm-hmm. after day? Yeah, that's a, that's a great place to start. And so let's sort of take a step back and, and take a look at how, how humans behave, how behaviors take place, right? So every behavior really needs a prompt, right? So if we're talking about people wanting to lose body fat, improve their health, eat better, et cetera, then we're talking about how can we help people reduce their caloric intake, right? Fair enough. How do we, how do we eat fewer calories? Um, so that we can shed some body fat. And so you have to look at your environment and think, okay, what are all the prompts to eating? What's around my environment? Like look in your cupboard, open your refrigerator up. What is in there? Open up your phone. Where are you you ordering from DoorDash, so to speak? And then identify what what things can you remove that don't prompt you to overconsume calories. So for the refrigerator, let's take that for instance. If I open up my refrigerator and I look in it, what are some of the high calorie items that I tend to overeat? Well, if you think maybe eat the freezer, what people tend to overeat in the freezer, Ken? Oh, man. Oh, you pick on me. I'll say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, right now, to be honest, I've got some ice cream, uh, ice cream sandwiches, right? Chocolate chip. And I've got some <laughs> mango ice cream. 
but I mean, as far as sweets go, that's that's about it. But everything else is one of those things where you just kind of boil some water, throw it in there, and you know something that's really fast. But if we're talking about indulgences and the sweet things, and you know what sometimes is in my fridge, that's that's what I'm gonna go to because that's what's actually in my fridge right now. So, and how if you're eating these things on a daily or a semi-frequent basis, then that's an opportunity for you to reduce your intake, right? If you if you care to do that. So the other side of behavior is not only do do you have to look at the prompts, but also people change best by doing things they already want to do. So do you want to cut out ice cream? Do you want to cut the calories? Do you eat it too much? You got to start with that because people don't like to be forced to do things they don't want to do. So why would you do it to yourself? So again, I, have a, I have a question for you because again, you're, you're an empty nester or going to be. So, you know, first of all, congratulations. Second of all, I think when that happens to me, I'm going to have an absolute meltdown. So we are going to have to have a <laughs> what happens when, when these kids get off to school. Um, but, but in all reality, you know, with me being a mom, okay. Yep. And I, you know, we have one, one son who is like our life and, you know, he basically gets anything that he wants and he's very, small. And so the pediatrician has told us time and again, listen, if he'll eat it, give it to him at this yes. point, calories, 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 because he, yes. needs, he needs size. Yes. And so therefore, you know, we do buy the ice creams and we do buy some of these high caloric, um, you know, yogurts and things like that, because we know it's beneficial for him. Mm-hmm. So as, as a parent, it's hard mm-hmm. because this stuff is in the house. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I hear this from a lot of my clients too. Like, Wendy, I have to have this in my refrigerator. I have to have this in right. my freezer. So uh, temptation's always there. Right. I mean, it really is. And if I want to sit down and enjoy time with him um, while he's eating some of this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. what would you suggest for someone like me? So the same principles apply, right? So for him, you're going to give him lots of prompts to eat. You're going to put all the high calorie stuff out, the trail mix and the bars and that like stuff that he can see, see it easily so that he can access it. And it's a prompt for him to continue to consume calories so he can gain the weight. Now for you, you would have to also have a prompt. So instead of having just the, you know, high calorie items for him, what are the items that are, that are going to prompt you to eat? You have those out as well so that there's prompts for him and prompts for you. So what do you want to eat more of, Wendy? Maybe let's just uh, let's just make it up. Maybe you want to eat more apples or maybe you want to snack on more protein snack foods. Well, then you need to put those out in your environment so that these are Wendy's prompts, right? And this is your kid's prompts, really. What do really. I want and what, what should I eat? Those are two different things, Kathy. <laughs> a combination of both. It's going to benefit you reaching your goal and you want to eat it. That's the best. Yeah. Right. Because if you if it's going to be effective to you reaching your goal and it's something you want to do, then the likelihood of you doing it goes up. Does that help? Absolutely. Oh, that's Absolutely. huge. That's huge. Um, so so when we're when we're OK, now that we've dove into my freezer, um, <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the what are some of the other basics that you like to, to coach your clients up on cat as far as OK, well. All right, so let's 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 look at some just fundamentals, basics that kind of broad brushstroke, you know, most people can can take into consideration when they're looking at their fridge. So as we're talking about my fridge here on on Random Fit um, with co-host Wendy Bats as well as our special guest, Miss Kat Bearfield, registered dietitian, and we're talking about how are we going to refresh our fridge. So what are some basics on, on top of okay, have your prompts. Let's Keep the 
ice cream sandwiches, but you know, that's for whoever they're intended for. <laughs> or for you, it would be yeah. keep the ice cream sandwiches out of the freezer and you go and get an ice cream sandwich when you have a craving to get it, right? Or when you put it in your plan to go get it, I should say is probably a better way to go. But in Got terms it. of your fridge and your basics, so let's take a step back for those people whose goal is to lose some body fat, the overall goal in losing body fat, right, is to consume fewer calories and bump up your movement, right? So that's the overall goal. So if I open your fridge, I would look and see, okay, what are all the things that are in there that cause you to overconsume calories? Some of the low hanging fruit would be things like juice and sugar sweetened beverages like regular soda. Maybe you like to eat cheese and crackers a lot. Well, we know that, you know, full fat cheese is very easy to overconsume, right? So it might be that for you. It just depends on what is in your refrigerator. Now, if I were to give you some blanket like goals or aspirations to how to improve your eating habits, what 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 fruits do you love to consume? What are your favorite foods? Let's let's buy those and let's put them front and center of your refrigerator. Do you like crunchy snacks? What are some crunchy veggies that you enjoy? Let's throw that in there. Do you like guacamole or hummus? You know, maybe you you can have that in front and center instead of some of the other higher end items. Um, maybe you can go with, do you like Greek yogurt? Do you like, uh, do, you, do you have enough protein in your diet? If not, let's throw some of that in there. Do you enjoy strawberries or raspberries? Let's make those front and center. So all these things that are gonna help you make better choices, give you a prompt that's gonna reduce your calories. And then let's take out all the stuff that you overconsume. So I'm, I'm a changing my environment so that it's conducive to the overall goal of reducing calories and shedding body fat. Mm -hmm. Well, Kat, I think, you know, it's important too, because as you, as you say this, I mean, I've always heard, and, and I think I actually heard this from you, um, back in the day that, you know, you want the colorful stuff up front, you know, make your make your refrigerator pretty by all these pop of colors, because usually that's more of healthier choices, um, other than it just being like a label that might say something. But I know that this often gets, um, it's, it's a big misunderstanding a lot of time because people are really still learning how to read labels. And so when you see this big sign that's like fat-free, fat-free this and fat-free that, but then if you look at the calories inside of it, it is just astronomical. These calories are, you know, like you're looking at it and it might be 500 calories for a fat-free brownie. When in all reality, if you had like a normal brownie, it would probably be less calories because of the ingredients put inside. So can you kind of talk a little bit about like, what does fat-free mean and what do we have to be careful of? Because we want to lose fat, we think no fat. However, yeah. sometimes on a caloric standpoint, that's not the way to go. Yeah, in general, I wouldn't pay attention to a lot of those labels on foods. <laughs> they tend to be there for marketing purposes, but not really have a technical or scientific definition to it. So when we're talking about losing body fat, you're right. It's you got to pay attention to the calorie and the portion sizes, right? So labels can be tricky because if you're like fat free and in your mind, you're thinking fat free and you don't understand that it's total calories is what's going to move the needle in terms of your waistline then you're going to get fooled. So pay attention to the calories and the portion sizes, right? Because oftentimes one package has multiple portion sizes. It's not just 200 calories per serving. The whole entire package ends up being a thousand calories. 
So, so to your point, total calories. Now, NASM has this awesome calculator on the website. Just Google NASM calorie calculator, and you can put in all your information, and you can see about the number of calories that you should be consuming for whatever goal you set, whether it's weight loss, maintenance, or muscle gain. And then you want to sort of build your nutrition knowledge, right? By paying attention to labels. Oh, I know that my calorie budget's 2,000, and this thing has, oh my gosh, 800 calories in it. If I eat this, I only have 1,200 left. And so you start to put calories into context of what your body needs to reach your goal. Hmm. Thanks for the calculator reminder. I kind of forget that at times. So appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> right, because otherwise calories are arbitrary, right? People have no idea. I think what the research shows is that one out of 10 individuals know how many calories they need to maintain their body weight. And in this day and age, it's way too easy to overconsume foods, to your point, and overconsume calories. So knowledge can be power if we can apply our daily choices to it, right? Like just knowing the number of calories is like arbitrary, but as you start to pay attention to the calorie content of foods, now you can start making better choices. Mm -hmm. that's, that's great information. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk calories in a little bit, but um, the one thing I do want to talk about before we, before we talk about um, other things with our food, that the food that we keep, just like our friends do need to be good and, and conducive for <laughs> us being good human beings. Um, so as, as we're talking about the fridge, um, you know, the, the next thing that I have available to me as I look, you know, in my mind, I'm in my kitchen and I'm, I just turn 90 degrees to my left and there's my cabinets and my, my pantry. And, you know, my kids know that, okay, when they come home from school, they're going to have a piece of fruit, but they also know that if they open up the pantry, there's this little basket with, their snacks that are for them and i stay away from that just just so you know that just like the ice cream sandwiches there's the basket that i stay away from um what what concepts or what basics should we keep in mind now if we're if, we're, if we can take that same idea of put in the fridge what we want and take out the things that we don't need or need to have less of um but what thought process can we keep in mind for for our shelves for our pantry for where we keep you know, the regular goods, the dry goods. Right. So going back to behavior, right? If you have a prompt, the prompt's going to, you know, be sort of your trigger to do that behavior. So if you have chips in the pantry <laughs> and you like <laughs> chips, well, you're going to eat it if you see the chips in the pantry. So again, can we remove that prompt or can we make a barriers to those prompts that we tend to overconsume high calorie foods like chips, like crackers, like cookies, like snack foods, all those different things. And then to your point, if you can put, you know, single serving sizes, or if you can fix your mind to take a serving out and then put it away out of sight, out of mind, you know, that's another way to control the prompt, if you will, right? So it's not there or to control the portion sizes. So that's one thing. Now, um, eating out of containers tends to be a bad idea because there's no stopping point, right? So there's no stopping point to like tell me that I'm done. So that's why I say single servings. Now, putting in the pantry things that are healthy, right, for the individual that you want to eat is the prompt. So whether that is, you know, um, I love popcorn as a snack. I love protein bars because they, you know, people tend to snack on mostly carbs and sugar or salty foods that does nothing to help them stay satisfied. So protein is a good appetite um, suppressor, if you will. 
So protein containing foods, um, I like in the pantry to have healthy cereals for the kids and for me so that, you know, things with whole grains, um, even kids tend to like honey nut Cheerios that tend to be higher in whole grains and less in the, you know, colorful sugary cereals. Um, so fresh foods, things that are high in protein and fiber, those are the things you want to keep front and center. And then the more indulgent foods, you want to either serve them in single servings or put barriers to the where you don't, they're not in front of your face. Does that make sense? Total yes. sense. Yeah. Because, well, I, yeah. That, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Single serving stuff. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, when I look at my pantry, you know, like I, we have chips but I always get chips that I don't like. So that's also something that's helped me out, but I get chips that my son and my husband love. And so therefore I put them high on the shelf. So I can't, like, I don't look at them when I first go in and then we do have some cookies, but it's on a very low shelf. So like my little guy can come in and grab them, but that will require me to have effort and bend down and grab them for him. So, so those are two things that I've found helpful personally, but, but can I have one for you? So again, my husband and I being in the same field, we have sometimes some different um, thought processes when it comes to food. Like I am terrible about eating um, leftovers. I don't like them. I had been sick once eating leftovers. So like, but he can eat leftovers. That's questionable of how long has this been in here? If it looks like it should, he will still eat it and I'm out. But when we're also, we've gotten into this deep discussion before about labels and when it says use by or sell by. So if it says sell by, how much longer do you have before this goes bad? Or is it just you have to look and see until something grows on it? And then the same thing on sell by, is it the same thing? Like, how do we how do we know when when it's still good without sniffing? Basically, okay. so sell by and use by sell by is for the store. Right. So that that's and really a use by is also for the consumer but they are both reflections of the quality of food. So if you sell or use it by, that's where the highest quality of the food is, it's the freshest. And then past that date, the quality sort of lowers or diminishes. Now, how do you know if something is spoiled? Well, there's general guidelines, right? But mostly it's by looking at the food and smelling the food. Your, your husband's right, I hate to tell you, but he's <laughs> So I'll tell you this, if it says you buy and it's like two days out, I'm out, it, it gets thrown away. And he's like, no, like, why did you throw that out? I'm like, yeah, you don't, you don't have to throw it out because it, it just means it's not the freshest, right? And it's not the highest quality, but like I smell the milk and I taste it. Even if it's a couple of days past the expiration date, if it smells fine and it doesn't taste sour, it's fine. It's just not at the highest quality. So, um, you know, expiration dates are a little bit different. You know, when it expires, then you can tend to like, you know, maybe want to throw it away. But sell by and use by, it's just a reflection of the quality of the food. And, and it's really, if you see mold, if it smells bad, if it tastes bad, that's when you know the food went bad. <laughs> I'm still going to say I'm right. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to make sure he doesn't listen to her and I'm going to say that I'm right, but really good information. So thank you. <laughs> well, it, Wendy, it's, it's right for him right. and for you, it's, it's something else. If I like, have to start sniffing my food, I'm out. Like I want to know that it's fresh. Like that label should tell me when to eat it. <laughs> Yeah. And, and honestly, there's so many variables, like, you know, how was it stored? You know, where was it shipped from? Like, there's so many variables that affects whether or not a food stays 
fresh, you know, that doesn't go bad. So again, using your senses is really a really good way. And that can help people with food costs too. Like if they are on a budget and they have to, you know, watch every penny, then you're going to want to not just throw things away because it's past the use by, but really, you know, to preserve food. Um, you can keep eating it if it's not moldy, doesn't smell bad and not taste bad <laughs> in general, you know, within reason, like a week, you know, after chicken is past its date, it probably smells bad and looks bad. So that's when you toss it. All right. Okay. Now, now I want to bust out the, you know, the gloves and the Clorox wipes and <laughs> just start sniffing everything. But <laughs> So here, you know, you're listening to us here on Random Fit with uh, my co-host Wendy Batts, and we have special guest Miss Cat Bearfield talking about refreshing your fridge um, with a little bit of a throw-in for the pantry. Um, but you know, since we started talking about calorie intake and calorie counting, uh, one way to manage calories, you know, when we're again New Year, New You, right? Um, and, and trying to make those those changes in our physique and how we feel, um, you know, going into the fridge, you know, what what are your thoughts, Kat, on meal prep, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about storing the foods, setting up those prompts, one of the best prompts out there is if it's already in a container ready to go, pop it in a microwave, throw it in your backpack, whatever it is, what are some of the things that you have to teach us about meal prep? So meal prep is an excellent way to set yourself up for success for the next several days, right? Because like you said, it puts the prompt front and center. And if I'm meal prepping, I can make sure that it's tailored to what I'm trying to achieve, whether that's, you know, shed body fat, build muscle, et cetera. So I can control or plan ahead with the ingredients, the calories, the portion sizes. I don't have to make a decision when I go to eat for that several days that you meal prep for. But meal prep's not for everybody. Not everybody has, you know, the skills to meal prep or the desire to meal prep or the time to meal prep. So a meal prep hack, so to speak, there's a couple meal prep hacks. Like my favorite uh, meal prep hack is basically cooking a protein like chicken or salmon um, on a Sunday and then getting bag salads, right? There's a variety of different kinds. So during the week, I know that I'm gonna have some kind of salad with a protein that I already made that didn't take that long. So that would be a meal prep hack, so to speak. I'm not necessarily portion sizing it or putting it in individual containers, but it's made, it's in the fridge. I can put it on my plate when I'm ready to eat lunch throughout the week. Um, another meal prep hack would be a meal prep service, right? So a meal prep service is obviously gonna cost more, but you can tailor it to your preferences, your desires in terms of calories and what you're trying to achieve. And then it's delivered to your door and it's right in the fridge. And that for some people works better because again, they don't want to do the grocery shopping. They don't want to cook. None of that is just already done. So again, great tool, lots of different ways to do it. You have to find the method that fits your liking the best so that you can sustain that. And it can be sort of a part of your daily routine as, some, as opposed to something you only do in the new year. And then you stop doing because it it's too difficult for you to do. Right. And that's and that's what takes me back to the day, you know, Kat, when you and I worked together way, 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 way back 35, 40 years ago, um, <laughs> it was some years ago. And because, you know, at, at the time, you know, you were training a lot and, you know, you, your, your family was starting up and then I was a fitness manager and I was, you know, I did the split shift. Right. 
six in the morning to 10. And then another, you know, the second half of the day started from three o'clock to seven o'clock. So the last thing I wanted to do was, you know, think about what I had to eat on my way out. And then for lunch, forget about it because I just talked to somebody or people for the last four or five hours. So Sundays, that was the day. That's when my condo was just steamed up because I'm boiling, you know, I'm making pasta, steaming broccoli and cauliflower. I've got chicken in the oven, right? And of course, with all that, at the end of, you know, however many hours it took me to to do all that, I just have these stacks Mm -hmm. of Tupperware, you know, Mm -hmm. with, and everything was portioned out. But to your point, Kat, it was, I didn't have to think about it for, I think I'd do four days, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll get me, get me to Thursday Mm -hmm. and then Friday I'll, I'll, you know, I'll deal with Friday when I get to Friday, but it took me all, I mean, it was a lot of work, but the ease of my week, because I didn't have to think about food preparation, going to the store and all that good stuff. It, it just, it made, I mean, it got me through the week, you know, so it, but I, it was like, no, oh, sorry guys, I can't hang out. Or I can't, I can't watch the football game because I'm cooking. Yeah. Well, right. but I'm going to say on the other side, um, when I first moved to Georgia, this is before I had my, um, my son, um, my husband traveled a ton and I had to go back to school to get uh, licensed in the state of Georgia. So I actually had to go back and take some other classes um, in order to be legal in my state. And um, and I did the, the meal prep service. And just so you guys know, it, mainly because I didn't have the time to do what Ken did, or I didn't make the time, I, I didn't make it a priority, but I found a service. And, and if you're thinking about it, just look in your community because I found an unbelievable meal prep service that did bring it to my door. I could order it for three days. So I could choose breakfast, lunch, dinner. I could choose snacks. I could choose whatever I wanted. And then there was a list of things that said, what are you allergic to? What do you not like? And then they kind of gave you a menu and you chose. Um, that was super helpful. But they also, the the, the group that I chose, um, they gave back to the community. And so a lot of these meal prep people will, um, you know, services, they actually you know, we'll give back to veterans or they will provide food services for you buy a meal, they'll give a meal. Um, and so, you know, if you're thinking about that, while it is way more expensive than doing your own home meal prep, um, to me, I felt like, well, even though I'm paying more, I'm also giving back <laughs> because yeah, I needed yeah. someone to cook for me. And, and um, so I did want to throw that out there as well, but yeah, it was yeah. about lasted. And then I actually had to become a mom and then cook. <laughs> so here we are. So another thing to think about too, in terms of meal prep is some people just, again, they don't have the desire to cook. They don't have the time. They don't have the capacity. They don't have the skills maybe. Um, And another way to quote unquote meal prep is if you're on the go and eating out all the time is to intentionally select places and meals that fit whatever outcome you're trying to achieve, better habits, shedding body fat, et cetera. So you could pick the local restaurants that you you know normally go to and then look at the menu online, look at the calories and the protein, and you can intentionally go, okay, when I go you know, out to eat, these are the things that I'm going to choose from because this is gonna be conducive for my goal. Now that's not the classic definition of meal prep, but you're shifting what food you're going to consume ahead of time based on your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. 
So let me ask you this, Kat. So as I'm getting to the new year, I've got I've got my own personal goals and mm -hmm. meal prep to some extent is is going to happen again for me. But you recommend any <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that right now. Uh, so audience, hold me accountable. Um, so one of the things that uh, that we want to to think about when I'm when I'm boiling things, cooking things, baking things, is there is there any particular ingredient or component or something that gives you a lot of bang for your buck that you might recommend? Like when we talk about nutrient density, fiber, protein, and all those all the good things that we need that we tend to miss as we go through the day. But anything that you would say, okay, this has got to be something you want to strongly consider as far as putting it into your uh, to your program into your my meal prep program so i would start with protein right because protein does so many things not just in terms of you know protecting muscle but also in terms of controlling appetite um and helping you burn extra calories i would say you know things i love fatty fish so salmon is something that i recommend or other fatty fishes um, because of the omega-3s, most people don't consume that. Good for your brain, good for inflammation, good for your immune system. So I would go pick some healthy fatty fish to put in your diet and then go for plants after that. So what are your favorite plants that you like to consume? Whether that's, okay, whole grains are a good bang for your buck because they're cheap, what, right? Whether it's brown rice or whole grain, whole wheat pastas, things like that, that can be lower in calorie and very filling. Or if you don't like those or you want to save some calories, then go for the leafy greens and the other veggies that, you know, any color that you consume. So you have to eat foods you like, right? Don't should on yourself. Don't say I should do this and I should do that. And you're not going to do it if you don't enjoy it. So, you know, go for a protein first, fatty fish, and then the plant, your favorite plant foods. And, you know, in terms of breakfast, it would be, you know, protein would be obviously the easy thing is eggs, but also Greek yogurt, high in protein, good source of calcium, right, lower in calories, and um, oats as well for breakfast, because oats are tend to be cheap, they're high in fiber, they're easy to make in batches, throw some protein powder in there with berries, and you're and you're good to go. Well, and I have one final question to kind of go to, to sprinkle, if you will, on top of that, what about spices are there certain spices that might be beneficial for someone um or things that you can sprinkle in i know like in yes. 2022 i used turmeric you know that was the thing um what would you suggest for this new year what would what would be a, a some spices to consider so it depends Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go you're trying to achieve but if like if you're for the enjoyment of the food, whatever spices you really enjoy, throw in there because it's going to help you consume that food. Put it on your veggies, right? Whether it's, you know, people love to have different salsas on there, or if you want spicy foods, my family loves the Louisiana hot sauce, you know, things like that to, to flavor with very little calories. Um, anything with, um, you know, red pepper flakes might help you burn more calories, um, Cajun seasonings. You know, anything that's going to spice up the food that help increase the enjoyment of it and help you consume that food, particularly vegetables, do it. Perfect. Do it, do it, do it. All right. Okay. New year, new you. <laughs> Walking away with some good tips here. So clean your pantry, colorful stuff, set up your prompts, fridge, pantry, the same, single serving, 
uh, portion <laughs> sizes, and I'm, I'm summing it all up here. Fatty fish, spices, mm -hmm. make it flavorful, something you're going to want to eat. Man, okay, all right. I'm 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 excited for 2023 now. Okay, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, turn on the oven and get ready to go though. But uh, <laughs> Kat, thank you so much for being here with us again and and imparting your your knowledge and wisdom. Thank you. Yes, it was my pleasure, you guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year. New Happy year. New Year. All right. So for those of you listening to us here on Random Fit, welcome to 2023. We are so excited for what's to come uh, into 2023 and appreciate you being listeners for us for, for the last year, year and a half, as long as we've been on. So as always, as we get into the new year, let us know what you want, you aspire to, what information you want for both Wendy Bats and I to, to share with you through Random Fit. So like, follow, subscribe, share, download, and comment. And again, looking forward to what's to come. So until the next time, take care and be well.